All right, guys, you are listening to Lulu Sun Out Loud. Yes, Hello. you are. The Chronicles of a Mad Asian. And you know what? This might be a little controversial. Dun, dun, dun. This episode, we're going to talk about working in corporate America. <gasps> Pros and cons. Apparently, Harry doesn't like it. Maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he's choking on his drink. But I'm going to tell you, like, I, you know, I've been on both sides, right? And, um, I'm going to have to say that's that. That's what they say about you. Yeah. I'm a fan of corporate America just because the benefits, the paid time off, the constant paycheck, it seems just like easy money. Yeah. So as someone who's run my own business for about five years, I have a very profound appreciation for corporate America that I did not <laughs> used to have, I will say, wholeheartedly. And a lot of it ties into exactly what you were just saying, you know, having some level of stability, not having to be fucking everything, right? When you start your own business, you have to be everything. You have to figure everything out on your own. You got to hustle. Yeah. And like every meeting you're in, it's all you all the time. Like it's nice to some days have those days where you can just not bring your A game. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like that's the majority of corporate America. Like you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are intelligent and can do the job, but no one's really trying to give more than 60% effort on any given day. But you know what? That's another great thing about corporate America. You can keep your job and not work to your fullest potential. I I have never. (laughs) What we're all striving for in life. Being a corporate America boy, I've never missed out on buying concert tickets to anything that went on sale in the middle of the day. Yeah. You know, it's like if I have a meeting, I'm busy. If I don't have a meeting, I'll create one for myself as the only invitee so that I can do whatever I need to. I, I will say I, I'm not like you. I When I clock in to when I leave, I am fucking balls to the walls to where I eat That's the way I am, too. I, yeah. just, I feel like that's I a generational thing. <laughs> Be, because the work doesn't stop at 5 p.m. Does it for right. you? Like in my the field work in starts corporate at America, four, it certainly or it does stops not. at four p.m. for me, four thirty at the latest, because I go into the office at six thirty. Yeah, but then do you leave it right? Yeah, like, I do. do. You truly, step I do. away from You're it. You're not That's taking amazing. your laptop yeah. home. Nope. Like I, I'm checking Teams nope. throughout the evening. Nope. If Fuck I'm that. going to the restroom, my first thing I do is check my email before I start to pee. Like nope. that. That's just well, my mentality. Because the shit will still be there the next day. That That's is a awesome. perfect way to encapsulate what I'm going to bring to this podcast. All right, go for it. Are you so, going to shit? <laughs> no, my favorite boss that I've worked for, and I've been in corporate America for 17 years since graduation and a few before that. The best boss I ever had told me, the crime's still going to be here tomorrow, Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to knock it all out today because tomorrow will not be any easier. I feel like that that doesn't work for the people that are really trying to like come in and make a difference, you know, and hone their skills and learn. You can still make a difference. Well, yeah, you you can, but you're not going to get the the money or the raise or the uh, uh, what is it? When- boner. Yeah, like yeah. the the company boner. <laughs> the company boner. <laughs> when someone mentions your name, yeah, you know, unless you put in those hours. There's See, a I don't know if I sacrifice. agree with that. Yeah, I. You know what? I, I think it's I about working either. smarter and not that's harder. right. Exactly. I say that all the time. Yeah, smarter, Continue. not harder. Continue. Well, I don't know. I just feel like you know that's something that the days of grinding it out are kind of coming to an end, right? It's like, how can you get your job done? Get your job done well, 
but do it in a smarter way. So you don't have to, yeah. So you don't have to be here grinding it out. And can you have a, you know, an educated conversation about it and really prove that you know what you're talking about, you know? I mean, I I love what you're saying, but have you not been in a world where people schedule emails to go out at like 1130 at night? So it looks like they're working harder. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to respond. Right. It doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, uh, I I left the company that I'm going to be speaking about, so I'm no longer employed there. Mm Mm-hmm. But the uh, the CEO would make it pretty clear that he respected people who would have like emails come out late at night no. or that we're putting in after hours. Uh uh-uh. uh, he's an asshole. But that's what I'm oh, saying, yeah, I fully right? Agree. That's that's, that's the old there. school way of thinking, and not to say it's not still around because it is. But to in my opinion, the way the world is trending is away from that, right? Like people don't all well, and it's it's determined by the tone at the top. What do what are the people at the top of the organization? rewarding right what are they saying is valuable and if the guy is saying yes then oh you work till 11 o'clock at night what are people going to do they're going to work until 11 o'clock uh-uh. at night or pretend no. that they are no oh, i'm going to quit gonna pretend right. they are yeah so i'm right there with the, with you uh lulu on that one so okay this brings up a, an interesting topic right like uh you and i we've been in some leadership roles she's and, talking to spicy yes and um the way that i treat my employees again, work hard, work smarter, not harder. I don't care what hours you put in a day, as long as you get your shit done, deadlines are met and you're productive and your work is good. That's right. Yeah. But I still need you to come in, you know, or at least work five days a week, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's just the trust. Yeah, I, I've always kind of subscribed to that approach is like, I don't give a shit when you're working. I used to have people that would work at two o'clock in the morning, right? If that's your thing, okay, I'm not going to be up at that point. I'm not going to be responding. But if that's the way you want to get things done, fine. But there's a level of trust, right? The minute you break that trust, when you show me you can't do it, or that you're just scrambling and getting everything done at the last minute and your work is garbage, we're going to have a conversation. But until then, I'm going to trust you to get your shit done. Uh, I've not seen that. I, I've seen that at the the direct next level up manager, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, hey, I, I know Bill. Bill is awesome. He's going to get stuff done. It may not always be like first thing in the morning or when I want it, but he's going to come through 100%. But then the person who doesn't know Bill that's above your manager mm-hmm. or that, that is your manager as full on like, Hey, yeah, I came in at uh, six 30 and uh, no one on your team was in yet. And I'm just wondering why and why no one's responsible and no one's meeting their contributions to this family that we have. Uh, it, it, it doesn't seem to matter if stuff is getting done, if it's not being done as someone else wants it. No. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, that's an asshole. It's the, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I may have mentioned it on the podcast before, but former corporate America, just method of operations is a dinosaur in today's world. I call it the old boys club. Right. Yeah, because for sure doesn't yeah. exist anymore. I mean, people have kids and we're no longer in a world where you can have like a, one member of a family having a full-time corporate job and, and one locking down the household. Right. Like I went out for a hamburger the other day and paid $24 for lunch. Oh my God. Yeah. Five guys. <laughs> did you, you get it coming from a, a frugal person at the same time? I, I did $24. offer to buy the fries for the table. Oh so God. I will own that. <laughs> okay. Pay it forward. 
But uh, I don't think that's okay. Like, shit is expensive. We, we're right. not a one working household anymore. Right. Right. Uh, I feel like you have to uh, step up your game. I haven't seen corporate wages rise to keep me in that world either. Yeah. Well, you're in corporate America. Of course. I, I have yeah. been since the day I got out of college. Yeah. Okay. So are you for or against? I would say that depends on the day. Okay. I mean, it's pretty clear that uh, I exist in the corporate world. I do my job. I'm very functional. Also, I feel like not having a kid gives me a little bit of leniency. Of course. None of us have kids. Yeah. To where life is easier. I'm going to deal with what I'm going to deal with. Yeah. And if it's over what I'm willing to put in or if I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, I'm going to fuck off. We're going to get some and get another corporate role, though. (laughs) I mean, just just, well, you know, that's a great question or a great statement. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where if I can't find that ideal role, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to toss everything I have in the stock market. And honestly, I think I could probably generate more than a corporate salary without doing anything. Why don't you do it then? Uh, Because that doesn't have the security Mm -hmm. of a corporate job. Uh, You all said it very well. I'm in the role that I'm in. Because it provides insurance and health benefits. It's a stable paycheck where I don't have to worry so much. Sure. 401k match. I I Google or I'll read articles that are like on the Google news of like, if you're a a millennial age X to X, you know, how much should you have in your retirement? I look at that and I feel fucking great about myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, which is awesome. Which most people can't say. Yeah. Sure. But again... Those people will either have the reward of working for themselves or they're better able to deal with the stress of not having a solid paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, guess what? Every two weeks, I know what's hitting my bank. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I've crushed it during that two weeks or if I took vacation or if I worked for home a day and just, like, I don't know, played like online poker. It, it doesn't <laughs> seem to really oh make a difference. You are not making yourself sound good. <laughs> online poker during workout. Well, that's the thing. I crush all of my goals. Okay. There's not right. one thing okay. where I'm below as the barrier. As long as you're producing. But, and that's what it should be, right? Like treat me like an adult. Right. Let me do my work. Let me meet the demands and don't bother me. Yeah. I, I we've talked about that, that multiple times. Yeah. Treat sure. me like a fucking adult, right? I'm a professional. I'm an adult. Treat me like one. When I prove that I'm not, well, then it's a different conversation. The first corporate job I had out of school if you wanted to take a day off because you were sick, you were required to provide a doctor's note. Now, oh God! Which I don't still know. Happens no. There's I don't know how many adults just like have a day where you're not feeling great, but don't need to go to a doctor. Right. You know, but suddenly now I've got uh, I'm feeling like shit. Ugh. Right. I'm not able to go into work, but I got to drag my ass to a doctor to get a note just. For for what? You don't yeah. need to work at that company. I, I fully agree. <laughs> and thankfully, I feel like that's the way the world is actually going, right? So uh, I'm in a unique situation where I'm a millennial born 1983. Uh, Miss Reed is 1974. So there's a, a decent age gap there. So the, the difference is how we see the world mm-hmm. is something we communicate. Also, she had a child relatively young. So I've had the really unique experience to have this younger generation Mm -hmm. grow up in front of me, right? Because we tend to be the house where they Mm -hmm. all come. And young people are not lazy. Uh, That that tends to be the the story or the the news. The stereotype. 
they are motivated to not be miserable. And I love it. They're, yeah. they're more creative. They find businesses or they are willing to just like toss stuff out yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. And that, that's something I didn't they have. They have balls, more balls than yeah. balls. I, I did. I fucking love age. it. Yeah. Because, you know, they don't want to sit in a cubicle. And really, neither do I. Well, I think my struggle with it, because I uh, totally agree with what you're saying. I think where I run up against a challenge with some of the folks, and it really doesn't matter the generation, because it kind of crosses over generations anymore. Where I run into the challenge is seeing people who don't understand that sometimes you just have to do what you fucking have to yes, do. Yes, I agree right? with that Like as well. sometimes you're going to have to take that desk job yep. for a year. Or, you know, like sometimes you just have to do that. And I feel like some of the some of the folks within different generations and clearly not everyone, because there are some very hardworking and driven people who understand that. But a lot of people don't understand. Sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. So Data Daddy didn't bring any data statistics today. (laughs) But I want to bring it up because, you know, Meatball was talking about this generation. And actually, I've read many articles that saying that this generation actually has a lot of debt because they have more balls than we did. Yeah. Sure. And why, why wouldn't they? I mean, I just, they're willing to take the, uh, the risk, right? They'll start their own business or they, uh, I don't know, spicy. You're, you're pretty attuned to this industry. Yeah. So what do you see? No, I just, um, I just, I think they do have a lot of balls because they don't have any reason not to. Yeah. Right? Like what has been the a big crisis like to the point where you know, you think about the generations preceding, right? Your parents have a lot of impact on how you approach situations and how you decide whether you have to just do what you have to do for a while, right? And this generation, they haven't had to endure anything that was extreme mm-hmm. like forced kind of poverty kind of situations, right? Or really hard times. Their parents probably haven't either. So you're looking back a couple of generations and it's almost like there hasn't been a reckoning to encourage people like, hey, sometimes you just have to buckle down and do the things you have to do. I don't know. That's my... I wonder if people are just more acceptable of having a a life where you're okay not having that that kind of like fund in the back. So being being a millennial, I was born in 83. Yeah. So I've lived through, what, five once-in-a-lifetime economic crashes? Uh-huh. It'll happen again. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that's a guarantee. But it, had I grown up in any other generation with the same work ethic that I had, I'd have like 800 to 900 more grand in my bank account. Yeah. Just but for I not having to, to deal with like a, a fucking massive crisis. <laughs> for 800 but Harry, what grand. I'm talking about is like your World War II your Great Depression, worldwide things where even the wealthy lost everything. Yeah. Right? My parents did. And not that we lived in that generation, but it was still closer from a history standpoint. And so I just, I think when we talk about these kids, um, I don't know, having... (laughs) It's an interesting point because I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I also feel like there's so much more going on in the world. Uh, World War mm-hmm. II, by the time that news made it back home, mm-hmm. 
there was nothing you could do about it. Today, it's happening like that, right? Yeah, basically. So the the market is reflecting immediately. Right. Well, let, let's look at it from the other side. You know, we, we talked about the positives because of the comfortable aspects of it. What about the negative? The bureaucracy kills me when yeah. you're in an organization that has like 10,000 plus employees. So that's on the large side of corporate America. Yeah. You're talking top 500 there. Yeah. So what what the management structure of that company is saying is that we're fine dealing with the unhappy Lulu sons because there's going to be someone else that can come to exactly. replace her. That, and, and they're probably cheaper. And they're the old, everybody's just a number, yeah. right? Like everybody's replaceable. I have a, I have a really hard time working for a, a company where I can't put down these, these roots. I, I need to feel okay. Well, and you know, it's funny that you brought that up because I am now looking for a position or a company to where I can put down my roots. Now you left corporate America for what reason? Uh, well, I'm still kind of in it. <laughs> <laughs> she dabbles. Yes, I dabble. I mean, you know, I've got my side hustles. I, again, that's one of the things that I don't like about not being in corporate America because you got to fucking hustle. Sure. And um, I have multiple side hustles. So, um, no, I will always be in corporate America. It doesn't matter because of the ease of it, the benefits. But yeah, there are, I mean, there are definitely drawbacks, right? The bureaucracy for sure. Mm-hmm. Harry, like you were talking about, when you have those people in leadership who are dumb as fuck, who don't know how to lead teams, who don't know how to lead people, who micromanage, who overstep, who won't let managers do their jobs. Frankly, right? I, I can only deal with the fact that I'm being told that the purpose is shareholder profits so many times. Oh, yeah. Working for a public company, that's a whole different can of worms. So right? I think I oh. mentioned that I, I took another job recently. And one of yeah. the questions that I asked during the interview was, does your executive team call you a family? And if they'd said yes, I would have ended the call right there. That's not something I want to be a part of. I don't need you to be a family. I already have a functional slash dysfunctional family <laughs> that that meets all of the needs I need. I need you to just pay me the money that we've agreed upon. I, I don't need any of the extra the bullshit. I have, in my experience, whether it is correct for the rest of the world or not, I've found culture to be almost a term of excuse. Uh-huh. Like uh, I'm used to culture being, oh, we need to all be in the office for our office culture. But when I return to the office, it's still the same people I don't want to talk to (laughs) not saying hello when you pass them in the halls because it's a power move or something. You know, I I don't care about that. Interesting. Most, Most people do. Most people what? Care about culture. In so in the sense that I'm talking about, right? Like, well, and I think that's part of it, right? How do you define culture? Culture is a very ambiguous term. You know, you look online about how you define culture, and it's hard to really nail down what you call it. But it's a general feel, the ambiance of the organization, right? So, if you're in a place that doesn't have a good culture, then why would you give a shit? Yeah, because the place that I'm saying doesn't have a culture is winning awards for best culture. Well, <laughs> okay, so there's three things, right? There's people in corporate America who are dumb as fuck, oblivious as fuck, 
or just don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> and at the end of the day, we're all getting our paychecks. We're all getting free money from our 401k match. Um, do, do you all not do you all not point out when people have brown on their nose? Because I fucking course. love that. Of course. <laughs> I, and those I know are the I said I was not going to curse during this podcast, but I have zero ability to not point out when there's just the slightest tinge of brown, let alone when it is the only color on your entire nose. <laughs> and I, I can't deal with that. I can't either. I can, de- I, I, don't can deal, I can deal with that so much more than somebody who can't manage people. Okay, so what about entitlement? Like you to brown leadership? nose all day. I'll take the brown noser. I'll swap you. We can make we can work out a trade. I'll take your brown noser. You take my shitty manager. Oh man, that, that's a tough trade, right? Yeah, yeah that, no, I, uh-uh. I don't like that. I'd rather take a <laughs> shitty manager than a brown noser really? any day. Yeah, I cannot fucking stand people who are like, well, I'm gonna call them a vagina. Ah, <laughs> uh, the vagina coworker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the point of radical candor is just let, let's get it all out. Yes. Yeah, it's to, if it's you're being, to be if you're open. being a dick, then that should be addressed. Right. right? That's, that, that's a whole not different okay. thing. But, but a lot just, of people use radical candor as an excuse to be an asshole. And I know quite a few of them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I feel bad for HR, what they have to deal with. Oh, yeah. no. Stories that Eat we a bag can't of even dicks. imagine. Who cares? <laughs> it, that's the easiest paycheck you're ever going to get. Dude, oh my God, but the psychological ever. shit. Think like, about it's like You drama. have to listen to people yes. fucking complain yes. 24-7. That's the biggest problem you have. Guess what I get when I get home, man? I get to hear everything that whoever's in my household is not a fan of. Like, oh, I'm Jesus. getting their fucking job as my personal life. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had, I, you couldn't I've had pay me enough it. to listen to people bitch all day every yeah. day. Fuck no. <laughs> people having sex in the stairway. Like okay, well, that, these, I, do, that, that, that I do want to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> have you all run into that in your corporate jobs? Yes. Yes. I, I have. yes. Yeah. There's at, a, yeah. At one point, my birds. boss was, uh, was cheating on his wife oh. with the uh, CEO's secretary. Or I'm sorry, the CEO's executive assistant. Yeah. What do we call him? What's the title? Admin, uh, executive admin. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. Executive administrative assistant. And instantly, this dude felt like he was untouchable, right? Started adjusting budgets, started pushing more stuff through. It was not going to be a problem. It's like, God damn, good for you. At least you're getting laid while doing this stuff. Wow. And the rest of us are just getting fucked. Never well, dip. He was well, literally, don't fucked. dip your ink. And what is this? Your pen don't in dip the your pen. Yeah. Ink. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. Has anybody slept with a coworker? Okay. I uh, will admit that he yes. was in a different office in a different state. I feel like that that's that's not what I was talking about. Okay. That, that's fine. No, no. A direct I, coworker? I would I'm never about someone that do you're it. seeing on the no, daily. I would never do it in because my office. Data Daddy doesn't have a lot of statistics, but twelve percent of people met their spouse at their full time employer. Twelve percent. Twelve. Yeah. That's impressive. Wow. It's a one out of ten. I like those numbers. You like those numbers? Is that what you're saying, Harry? I, I forgot my point completely. You were oh, talking God, about <laughs> boning your coworkers, <sighs> dipping your pen in we the company. We were talking about pen in the then... company. Thank you, Spicy. Yes. Twelve yes. percent of people meet their spouse at their full time employer. Interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which means, like, if you're in the cafeteria and you see people just hobnobbing, there's some flirting going there's on. There's some hobnobbing. Yeah, going you're right on. about or that. Or maybe later some slobnobbing. Uh, yeah, I've been wow. exposed to executives <laughs> messing Sorry, around. I couldn't resist. 
I mean, have you meatball? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Word on the street. You know, the rumor mill. Well, I do miss that about it's corporate It's definitely America. not the rumor mill. It, it happened. Well, these yeah, things. I realized that as a, uh, a corporate America worker that is totally disenfranchised with the corporate world, uh, the, I'm probably leading this. I've come to a point in my career where I could not care less about climbing the ladder. Yeah. I, I enjoy the security of having the paycheck. I yes. enjoy working. I really do enjoy working work. on the projects that I have assigned to me, right? Like, I, I like getting results. I'm not going to throw anybody under a bus so that I can better provide for my family. No. I, I just, I want to do good. Then I want to be left alone. I, I would, I don't strive to be VP or CEO just because of all of the things that come with it. That sounds yeah. terrible. So, I mean... You guys know my opinion. I, I will never leave corporate America. The pluses, minuses, it doesn't matter. Like I said, it's the benefits. It's the constant paycheck. I don't have to worry about it. What about you two? Well, I mean, shoot, I did leave corporate America, right? Um, I It has its pluses and its minuses. I, I love running my own business. It's, a, it's an ass whoop. It's a mm-hmm. lot of work. It's like you said, Lulu, it's a hustle. Mm-hmm. Every day is a hustle and that's exhausting, it's hard to have to bring your A game every single fucking mm-hmm. day, right? Um, there's no days to sit back. That's hard. But, you know, on you know, the other side, I, I love the flexibility of it, yeah. right? I dictate everything that happens. That's amazing. So it's a trade-off. Everything's a trade-off. And uh, the, st- <laughs> the study paycheck and uh, the benefits, those are nice. And being able to sit back and not bring your A game on occasion. I yeah. think living in a world where insurance is so important yeah. And, yeah. and having some sort of medical protection, yeah, that's For sure. hands down the main reason I'm still in corporate America. Yeah. That said, I'm not sure I have the drive to really just launch my own concept. Jeez. I will right? tell just you Just like what, you man, described. It is... Nothing will bring your weaknesses screaming to the forefront, oh, like for trying sure. to run your own business. For sure. Yeah. It is it is a humbling experience, for it, sure. Hands down. And I, I respect the hell out of it. I, I really do hope to be there someday. Yeah. it's. But, I mean, it's great. It's great from a lot of things. But, you know, the benefits, the retirement, you can get, you, you can make things, you can get things set up to have retirement with being self-employed, but it's a bigger pain in the ass. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's just not the same. 401ks are very nice. Weirdly enough, I I interviewed at a company a while ago and their benefits weren't great. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about during the interview is that they don't offer a 401k or any sort of retirement program. Nothing, huh? So during the interview, they were talking about, oh, do you know who Dave Ramsey is? I love him (laughs) though. Yeah. Solid advice for investors. Yeah. No problem with that. But to use that as a yeah, perk that's to our, get me to hire uh-uh. on to your company? <laughs> no, no, no. Seems a Do little you know fucked up. The snowball method. <laughs> I'm very familiar with what you're talking about, Spicy. Yeah. Dave Ramsey, are you listening to us? Please sponsor us. <laughs> Everything's a choice. And mm-hmm. that's what drives me crazy. I just actually had this conversation with early, with someone earlier today about staying in your shitty job surrounded by shitty people is a fucking choice. Yeah. Dude, let's say you're making like 50 grand, right? Yeah. It's a decent amount of money. It's mm-hmm. not great by any means. And then you realize what what stuff costs today, but there's no money in a budget for a raise. They're not going to do that, but they'll pay the guy who replaces you 75, but they won't give you any more. Well, then it's time to move on. Hey, amen. Right. 
Or be happy with where you are. Right. Like if you're so complacent that you don't want to move, as get a so side many hustle. Uh, no, uh, hey, spicy. You, I love Harry, you with all my heart, but I have to fully disagree with Harry, you. Harry, you are 100 percent money motivated. You have told us that in the past. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is. Yeah, that's right. right. So if people are complacent and I fine to name. sit there at that 50 grand. Bro, like, I, I want to work at either of the companies you've been employed at just to see yes. what it's like. Yeah, there are, I am good curious. companies out there. I work there for are. excellent corporate I, companies. I and, and let me be Not clear. Not all of them, but yes. That absolutely exists. I, I just earlier this uh, this afternoon, we spoke about like a, a past history and, a, and an employment versus where I'm currently at. Yeah. And things are very different. So maybe likely, He's I won't slang. say maybe. Uh, I'm holding on to some sort of like PTSD. You anger, yeah. But that exists, <laughs> and it's irresponsible of us to not acknowledge that. That's no, all. No, I agree. And a lot of people live in that space. Yeah, you just right? move on. But you've got to move on. You got to like you did, right? guys. Hashtag. But maybe next time, don't move wait so long. The fuck <laughs> yeah, on. That's right. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Peace <laughs> out. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.